Welcome to the Coconino High School Podcast. What are summers good for except for reading? Well, I read a little bit more this summer, especially since I have a baby. And since I am up at all hours of the night with her, I figured I might as well get some reading done. So here are some of my reviews of the books that I read this summer. One of the books I read was called We Were Liars by Eve Lockhart. And it was really entertaining. It kind of read like a movie. Uh, Basically, it follows this very rich family, the Sinclair family, and every summer, Cadence, who's the main character, gets together with her cousins, and they just kind of have fun. Uh, Like with all families, they aren't really a happy family, and so something happens one summer, and Cadence can't remember it at all. So her mom keeps her away from the island for a summer, thinking that it would be good for her, but she misses her cousins, so she decides to go back, and they do help her remember what happened. It's filled with suspense, it's really interesting, Uh, even if you don't really like the idea of following a rich white family um, as one of the books you read, it is really entertaining to see prejudice, um, people being mean to each other, greed, favoritism. So I think there's a lot that you can relate to in it. Okay, so that was one book that I really liked. Another one, and if there's two books that I really think you guys should read um, from the ones that I read this summer, and The Sun is Also a Star is one of them. And this is by um, Nicola Yoon, and I believe it's a movie now, or it's going to be a movie later this fall. And it's, it's just really cool to read because it follows... Uh, Natasha and Daniel. And Natasha is African American and Daniel is Korean American. So first of all, it's not too common to read books that don't just track white people. So that was something really nice about this one. Uh, And it talks about immigration issues, which is super fascinating because Natasha is not a documented person in the United States in in this text. So what's nice about this is you see there are two different cultures, their opinions, their perspectives, and they come from such different backgrounds. How they connect is really interesting. And there's also a little bit of fate involved in this book. So it's a really fast read, super entertaining, and there's going to be a movie. So it's always fun, at least for me. Keep in mind, I'm a teacher, so my definition of fun and yours may be a little different. But uh, it's, it, I find it fun to read a book and then watch the movie and see which one I like better and how the adaptation went. Another book that I read that I also enjoyed, but you've probably read before, is The False in Our Stars by John Green. Now, of course, I have to tell you about the title because it is inspired by Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, Act 1, Scene 2. John Green is a really great author, but he also knows a lot about literature. So here's a hint for your English classes. John Green tends to review books and tell you the plot and themes and motifs and symbols in them. And he posts these reviews on YouTube and they are called Crash Course. And it's not just on books, it's about history, science, a bunch of things. He talks really, really fast, but he's super knowledgeable. The reason I bring that up is because if you are an aspiring writer, it's important to have a knowledge of other texts and events from history so that you can use them as allusions or references in your texts. 
in whatever you write. You can notice them in books that you read, in television shows. It's all over pop culture. And The Fault in Our Stars is part of that. So if you're familiar with Julius Caesar, then you can reference that to this text more. Uh, again, there is a movie. And if you look in Miss Brown's room, you can see the poster. Basically, the story is narrated by Hazel Grace Lancaster. She's 16 and she has thyroid cancer. She has a lot of trouble breathing. Now, when you first think, oh, this is a book on cancer, this is going to be really a downer, I don't want to be down, I want to be happy, don't worry, it's surprisingly uplifting. I did cry in this book, uh, but uh, I think you would probably cry too. <laughs> So um, basically she goes to a support group and there she meets Augustus Waters and he was a basketball player and he's an amputee because he had cancer. She is obsessed, Hazel is obsessed with this book called An Imperial Affliction, a novel written by Peter Van Houten and he now lives in Amsterdam. And she just loves the book because it's one of the few books or the only book that she's read that really helps her relate um, to people with cancer and to the characters because as I'm sure you guys all know sometimes we get sick or we go through things and people just can't say the right thing and for her an imperial affliction really it says the right thing to her it speaks to her she becomes so obsessed with this book that uh, she has Augustus read it and he hasn't used his make-a-wish wish yet she used hers on Disneyland, which he, of course, says is very cliche. Um, and so together they go to Amsterdam to meet him, and we see what happens. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, boy meets girl and both of their lives are forever changed. Again, it's a quick read. It's very entertaining, and there's a movie, so you can check on the adaptation. Another book I read was We Set the Dark on Fire by Keller K. Mejia, or sorry, by Taylor K. Mejia. And this is a book that takes place in Latin America, basically. It's really cool. It's kind of a dystopian novel. And basically, it starts with the mythology of the land and how, uh, I think it's the sun god. It's been a month or two since I read it. The sun god ends up having two wives because first he married um, one woman and then um, he fell in love with another based on beauty. So... Uh, one wife is supposed to be kind of the brains and the other is supposed to be beauty. And so that's how the society is um, functioning. Uh, only, of course, the upper class people can have two wives and, of course, they're all arranged marriages so the wives can't pick uh, their husbands and even the husbands can't really pick their wives but the husbands' moms pick the wives. So this uh, is the Primera of the Medio, Medio School for Girls and Danny is the top of her class, she's super intelligent, um, but she actually comes from a really poor family and got illegal papers. So if you're interested in the immigration crisis that's going on in the United States and around the world, this is another book that you should probably check out um, because it's pretty interesting. So she's illegal, she has fake papers, and the re rebels actually help get her real papers because of course when there's lower classes and upper classes in tension, uh, there's going to be people, you know, tricking other people, people and rebellions. So anyhow, Danny is super intelligent, she can really mask her emotions, and she's the top of her class. Uh, but there's also Carmen Santos, who is beautiful, 
um, super popular and she has spent the last like four years or five years making fun of Danny and making her life horrible. Well, surprise, surprise, both of them are paired with Mateo as a husband, which is probably the worst thing that could have happened to Danny. So what is she going to do when she's basically indebted to the rebels, but her husband is set to become the next president and wants to take down the rebels and who detests and strongly hates people like her family? And then Carmen, she has to deal with her. So there's just a bunch going on. And it, it's a super fascinating book, though. There's a twist that I'm not going to tell you about, but you're not going to see it coming. Uh, this book just came out this year, in 2019, and I believe there's going to be another book coming out next year. I think it'll be part of a trilogy, so I can't wait to read the next book, personally. Uh, another book I read was The Last Storyteller, a novel of Ireland by Frank Delaney. This one took a little bit for me to get into. Basically, in Ireland, uh, there were these people who followed, who went around the countryside and talked to people and got the oral stories or the legends of their towns, and the storytellers would record them. So they'd take notes and then they'd retell them, they'd memorize them. It really emphasizes the importance of a story. Uh, now, this storyteller um, also has his own story because he... Um, ben McCarthy is the narrator. He's the last storyteller. He lost his wife. His wife kind of sentenced him to like leave and then she ends up uh, with a horrible new husband who's a stage performer. Um, but before she leaves, she becomes pregnant with Ben's twins. And so it's kind of about his regret about not being a man and losing his wife and then how he wins her back. This book was more slow going, but a lot of people have really enjoyed it and it's made uh, some book clubs, so you might want to check it out, especially if you like Ireland and storytelling. Another trilogy that I read is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, um, which is by Ransom Riggs, and this was made into a movie a few years ago, and there's it's also a trilogy. Basically, uh, what happens is Jacob is a kid, um, he's about, I think, 17 years old, and his grandfather told him all these fantastic stories about people who float and people who have teeth on the backside of their head or people who can take mud and make them into like living creatures or people who can use fire just with their hands. So there's all these peculiar things going on. And Jacob believed them until he was, I think, in middle school, and then he thought his grandfather had just lied to him and told him these tall tales. Well, then his grandfather dies under very mysterious circumstances, and Jacob sees this horrible creature out in the woods, and he doesn't know what it is. And the idea of it just haunts him. And he was very, very close to his grandfather, so he was devastated when his grandfather died. He ends up going to this island in England, where his grandfather went to escape the Nazis during the Holocaust. And there he finds Miss Peregrine's house. And he meets peculiar children, so it turns out his grandfather wasn't lying. And there's an entire world, there's, there's pictures in this book, it's, there's a bunch of bizarre things that happen, people try to steal Miss Peregrine, and then there's a second and third book where they try to get Miss Peregrine back. I'm not going to go into too much more detail about that because I don't want to spoil it for you. 
Another book I read was One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus, uh, and this was published in 2017. Looks like lying was one of my themes this summer. Uh, what interested me about this book is uh, basically uh, EW.com said Pretty Little Liars meets The Breakfast Club, which I thought was really entertaining. What happens is these kids, um, Bronwyn, Addie, Nate, Cooper, and um, Simon all go to detention. And while they're there, uh, Simon drinks some water and he dies. He has a strong allergy to peanuts and someone put peanut oil in the cup that he drank from. And so Bronwyn, who's really smart and yell-bound, Addie is beautiful, Nate is a kind of a criminal, and Cooper is an athlete, all of them are suspects for who killed Simon. But Simon wasn't that nice of a guy. So all of them have secrets that they're hiding. All of them lie to varying degrees. And it's just kind of interesting to see how their classmates react, um, how their lives are forever changed due to this um, mur or murder or death, who knows. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend One of Us is Lying. Another book that I loved, and this is the second book that if you had to read only two of these books, this would be the second one, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. This one is just absolutely amazing. I couldn't put it down. Um, it follows Star Carter, and she moves between two worlds. She lives in kind of the ghetto, and her dad owns a little grocery store, and um, he believes that they need to live there so that they can support their community and he can show a good example. Uh, however, if she were to go to the school in that neighborhood, she wouldn't get a good education. She'd be around drugs and alcohol and violence all the time, so they send her to a prep school and, um, that she has to drive out to. And so she's stuck between two worlds. She has friends in her prep school and friends in her neighborhood. Uh, and this whole book kind of centers around um, what happens one night. Star goes to a party. Uh, the party gets a little out of hand, so her childhood best friend, Khalil, uh, drives her home. A cop pulls them over, and Khalil makes one wrong move, and the officer kills him, even though Khalil is unarmed and there is no cause to kill him. So, Star is terrified, and she needs to be the voice for Khalil, but it's very difficult. She has depression and shock after having witnessed this, and she's scared of the cops, even though her uncle is a cop. So she's the only one who can answer the question. She tries to get Khalil justice, and I just couldn't put it down. The dialogue was incredible. It's super relevant to what's happening today with police brutality and how African Americans are treated. Uh, it was easy to read, and it just shows how strong people can be. So, I hope that this inspired some of you guys to pick up some of these books. If we don't have them at the Coconino um, High School Library, you can check them out at the main library. A lot of the recommendations uh, that I had this summer for books were actually from the Flagstaff Community Library. They have an amazing uh, book program over the summer. Uh, or reading challenge where if you read so much you get some cool prizes so keep that in mind for next summer I will be reminding you guys about it and yeah check them out the librarians are super knowledgeable you can actually follow the library on Facebook and they have great posts about what to read what's going on just a bunch of interesting things so uh, hope you
you enjoy this podcast.